Hi, this is Paula. And I'm Joseph, and you're listening to Life Lived Better. So much has been going on lately. We want to warn you that we are going to talk about some of the chaos that has been going on around us lately. With the Uvalde school shootings, the Philadelphia fireworks show shootings, the 4th of July parade shootings in Illinois, the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade, and that followed by the Clarence Thomas statement that he wasn't finished overturning laws. These events, no matter how we feel about all of them, they have left us in a lot of chaos. There's a lot of hatred, a lot of vitriol going on around us right now, and sometimes that can seem like it is more than we can endure. We are not wanting anyone to change their minds about their personal beliefs, but we do think it's time to have a conversation about how all this chaos impacts our mental health and our peace. Our aim is to discuss how to keep your personal peace in the midst of all this chaos and how we might be able to get a little distance from that chaos. Well, how are things going with you? Well, things are going I'm doing the best I can in the uh, midst of a a world full of chaos there's definitely a lot of chaos happening right now so much Uh, it seems like every day there is something new Uh, I sometimes don't want to log on to my computer because the first thing that comes up is just a news page Mm-hmm. And the news is not full of good news right now. It is not. I've had to take a little bit of a break from it because this whole decision and everything that's going on, it's just you're just being bombarded with information and fallout and just everything that comes along with it. So it's really triggered some anxiety and just some angst mm-hmm. listening to it and seeing it, seeing people's responses. And it's just hard to hard to get my head around. I just talked to somebody who um, has a strong opinion on one side and they wanted to go to a like a protest or a rally or a, you know, one of just, just one of those coming togethers and they and their um, friends sat down and talked about it and decided not to, because, you know, kind of the, and, and I agree, no matter where you fall on these decisions, I don't think any of those places are safe right now. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's just, it's in my opinion right now, it's just, it is scary. I think you mentioned it a couple of episodes ago about just kind of wondering, should you go to an event because because of what mm-hmm. happens at events right now, gatherings of people, there is some reason it seems okay to some people right now that if I don't agree with you, it's okay to hurt you. Right. You know, that I, that I, that I disagree with you so much and you need to believe the way I believe so much that I'm, I'm going to be okay if I, you know, cause you harm in some way. And I'm just, to me, what, in addition to chaos that we're in, I can, I can kind of feel a lot of fear too. I mm-hmm. know I feel fear and I, I can just kind of feel it, you know, around me. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same. And I don't know, just kind of disturbed at exactly like what you said, just both sides and kind of the responses and the reactions and, you know, fearful about the future and kind of what that looks like and how this, this decision is going to impact a lot of individuals' futures. Absolutely. And just, I don't know. Yeah. And then what it's going to mean, you know, like 
as a precedence for mm-hmm. future decisions. And, you know, I told you um, before we started our episode today that in my world, you know, in the people that are, that surround me, I don't know anybody who has a, has an extreme belief one, you know, on, on one extreme or the other. Most of the people that I am around on most days are pretty middle of the road, open-minded, you know, open-minded, and they don't have extreme feelings one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So I, and I know my, my life experience isn't the way that the whole world is, but I have, I I keep telling myself the people that are doing all the fighting and all of the harm to one another and the screaming that that's the minority that, that it's Mm -hmm. not, it's the, the whole world doesn't really feel like this. The whole world isn't screaming and yelling at each other right now. It's just a few and it's, they get the attention because they're screaming and yelling. But then I look at how we are in a situation now where like, you know, whole laws are changing. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, is it, I mean, is it more people than I know that are doing the screaming and the yelling? I mean, what am I missing here? I don't know. It's all, uh, some of it's very like comes as a surprise. Mm-hmm. I don't even realize we're having conversations about some things and things change and things come up and then things are on the news and things are in social media. And it just kind of blows me away. I just didn't think it was as widespread as maybe it is. Mm -hmm. If that even makes sense. (laughs) I think it does. And looking at, you know, specifically like what the Supreme Court has said they're going to target next. I mean, we're talking about serious rights possibly being taken away from a huge part of the population. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's been so much we've come so far to suddenly just see that you know, see the risk and the potential of that just being just going away overnight. Well, know? and it just, it's like we just got there, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we just got there. We just, I mean, how long has it been that it, it, it has been a law in the United States, uh, marriage equality? It, it's, I mean, 2015, I believe is when it was passed. It's not just, uh, that's seven years. And- right. It does seem like it just came out of nowhere. Like I remember hearing there was a leak about the justices and them potentially releasing an opinion on, you know, Roe versus Wade. And then Monday, I get a random text saying it's, you know, it's been overturned and I don't know where it came from. (laughs) And then start looking into it and reading into specific things that they're going to target next. It's just, I, I don't understand where it's coming from. I don't understand it. That uh, that quote or warning or whatever that uh, Justice Thomas put out is scary to me. I mean, mm-hmm. it sounded like he was saying, and, and I'm coming for everybody. You know, he listed three cases, Griswold, Lawrence, and Oberfell, and those are basically, you know, rights to access to contraceptives, same-sex relationships, and same-sex marriage. Access to contraceptives, but mm-hmm. we've just overturned Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. And so now that that would restrict access to contraceptives. But he wants people not to have unwanted pregnancies, right? I, I, I'm, I'm shocked on, I mean, I'm blown away on that. The, you can't have access to contraceptives, but you also can't have an abortion. And I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to come down on either side of anything. I really don't. I like staying right in the middle and I, I don't understand his, his rationale. And even not even, not even, I don't understand why they had the whole decision, but I don't understand his rationale of making a statement like that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he have people that he passes stuff through before he opens his mouth? Probably. I think when the information was leaked, 
like that was one of the things that was said that this would not have any impact on these other cases, but he's flat out saying we should revisit these and, you know, potentially overturn them. Griswold versus Connecticut 1965, the Supreme Court ruled that the state's ban on the use of contraceptives violates the right to marital privacy. I just listened to a podcast yesterday about a, um, a criminal case in Texas that was when, and, and it has been in our lifetime, that it was illegal to uh, engage in sex with someone of the same sex. And uh, I was blown away that someone went to prison for, they ended up getting out uh, because it went all the way to the Supreme Court, uh, but they engaged in same sex sex and they went to prison for it in our lifetime. I mean, that blew me away. It, I thought, how am I really, really? I mean, in Texas, why didn't we hear more about this? Um, but that's the reason that, that that law was abolished in Texas is because of that case. And I mean, that's what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. That's what he's talking about. I hope that I'm correct in what I'm saying about this access to contraceptives. That's, that's, that was my interpretation. Yeah. It says it right here. It says, um, he, 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 uh, the cases he cited, the Griswold versus Connecticut, where um, the, the state said that married couples have a right to obtain contraceptive married couples. Right. So and then unmarried. the Lawrence v. Texas, where the right um, uh, to engage in private sexual acts. Yes, that was the case. That was the case I was talking about um, mm -hmm. that I just listened to a podcast about the the criminal case where the man did go to prison. Um, he went to prison because someone came to serve a warrant for something like they just to, to um, come look through his house for something else. And they came in and he was engaged in a sexual act with someone of the same sex and they arrested him for that. And wow. that was not that long ago. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't yep. understand any, it just, none of it makes sense to me right now. And I don't understand his, I, don't know, I look at him and I just think the people on the Supreme Court, just their makeup, I don't know that they represent the whole of our country. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if a lot of politicians really represent the whole of our country. It's just, it is hard. <laughs> <laughs> to get my head around I'll say it again I don't know like you said this seems like it hasn't been these are things that haven't been in place that long Lawrence versus Texas was 2003 Griswold versus Connecticut was 1965 yeah that's um I just wonder what, the, like, I, I, I'm not so gullible to think that this isn't about some other things. I'm mm -hmm. just trying to figure out who are they coming for? Like, what group of people does somebody have it out for? Is it, is it Planned Parenthood? It, I mean, like, what is the... I don't know. The, the sad thing here is that, um, I don't know, just the, the chaos it's left us in. As a, as a group of people, you know, and the, I won't dare get on social media and, and read comment uh, one way or the other about this, because I can only imagine the hate and vitriol that people are just hurling at each other. Mm -hmm. And I just, yeah, so this did go, okay. So this did, this did go to the Supreme Court over a case. 
It was a case in Mississippi. Oh, okay. So okay. it was a case triggered mm -hmm. by a case. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why I didn't know that? Because it all came so quickly. Truth is, none of these laws impact me personally. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, none of them, none of them that he's talking about and none of them that have, have occurred, they don't impact me personally. Mm -hmm. But the chaos that is going on around me impacts me. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I love people who it impacts, you know? I don't know. I just, what, what I get scared about. Well, number one, I get scared about people being violent and, you know, we're only two weeks away from a school shooting, you know, I mean, two weeks, a couple of weeks away from that just happening. And, you know, not let's, let's not forget that about that because this new thing is here. Everything is so violent and chaotic and hateful right now. I get worried about being places. Right. I get worried about that. And then I worry about like, if this can happen kind of all of a sudden, and, and, and maybe if I were on Supreme Court watch every day, I, it wouldn't have been all of a sudden. But if something this big can happen that quickly, what else can happen? Mm -hmm. And just are we going to wake up tomorrow and find out what and the when we have rules and laws that are real stringent and come down like a, a political divide that just starts me thinking of like people who have control of my life more than I have control of my life. Yeah. I don't know if, if anything that I'm saying is making sense. I think I'm just kind of confused and like still maybe shocked about all of this and all of the, the hate, almost like the Clarence Thomas, that what he released was almost just like, and it's not over. Y'all don't get too comfortable because right. I'm, I'm coming for yeah. you. Yeah. And like this was triggered by a case. I mean, are these other things do they have to wait until they're triggered by a case or can they just decide that these are the things that they want to, you know, bring up and put on their docket for the, the session? Like, how does how does that work? I don't know. <laughs> well, and I can guarantee you there are cases sitting there waiting for them to look at because they only True. review a couple of them that, you know, of the thousands that come to them, I bet they could find a case if they wanted one, yeah. you know? Yeah. So what we thought we would talk about today is a little bit like how in your own life, can you keep some peace when this much chaos is going on? Because in the midst of all of this, we still have jobs we have to do. We still have homes we have to take care of family. We still, you know, have to tend to, we still have every day to, we, we can't all just check out and sit in, in confusion and whatever we feel we, we have to live our lives. So we thought we'd talk a little bit today about how you do that. How do you keep peace whenever there's so much chaos going on in the world around you? That is a great question. And I will tell you, you know, oftentimes I know we talk about this regularly, but doing things to kind of help yourself mentally and emotionally, get some distance, taking a break from the news, taking a break from social media, you know, not letting yourself be bombarded with the information when you start to feel overwhelmed. That's what I've had to do because I literally have felt a heaviness and an anxiety come over me at the last week or two. And, you know, it's not just directly related to this or other things, but this is a big piece of it because every time you open your computer, open your phone, there's an alert, there's some kind of information, you know, about what's going on, what's happening and what we can do about it, which is not much except vote, you know, make sure that you vote, vote for your party. Congress has rights. They can, you know, overturn Supreme Court rulings. And, you know, so maybe it's, it, it comes down to that. I don't know, but it's just, 
you know, finding ways that you can check out in a healthy way. You know, I've shared my, my a main source of my healthy, you know, taking care of myself and being healthy is sticking with therapy, making sure that I'm speaking with my therapist on a regular basis. You know, exercising helps me get out of my mind for a little while um, and just doing mindful things, you know, meditating, journaling, all of these things are things that are helpful and beneficial in times like these. And also just understanding that that there are setbacks, obviously, there are things that are completely out of our control. And the only thing that we can do is focus on what control we do have, which, like I said, you can vote, you know, vote for everything, not just the presidential election, but all local elections. And, you know, do your part. I personally have very rarely voted on local elections. I generally vote for, you know, the president and that's kind of it. And I know that I know now that that's irresponsible of me and that that's something that needs to change. And so we have this big gov- governor, how do you say it? Gubernator. We'll be electing a governor. Gubernator. Yes. We'll be electing a governor or re-electing a governor here soon and, you know, in November. So it's really important that everybody gets out and vote because Texas is one of the states that's taken a really hard stance on, you know, this. They had a trigger law in place for if this happened, there would be no access. You know, I think Kamala Harris said it that, you know, women woke up with rights today that they went to bed not having, you know, and that's a scary thing to wake up one way. And then in that same day, just everything change and it's, it's no longer there. It's just gone. Yeah. When you roll your trash out on whatever day you roll it out, if you have the thought of like who, I mean, this is so stupid that if you put your trash can five inches from the curb, you can get cited a citation. (laughs) Somebody made that rule. And those elections, like you're talking about, are the ones we need to pay attention to. Anything that impacts us, you know, it's a rule that was made by someone who had some amount of control. And we have Mm -hmm. the ability to actually do things about that. You and I, gosh, it's been about, what, eight, nine years ago, maybe 10 already, uh, went to Washington, D.C., and we mm-hmm. did some advocacy for mm-hmm. uh, for addiction and, uh, you know, getting funding for addiction, addiction treatment federally. And I've even gone in Texas and here locally to do that. Well, you can do that with anything. And, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what side of any of these issues you come down on, uh, the people who are in office were put there to represent us. And the only way they know who their constituents are, who they're representing is for us to make our voices heard. And we can do that by walking into the office of one of them. We can do that by writing them in a, an email, a letter. Uh, there's a, you know, if, if I call them on the phone, they have to record that call and, and record what I said and what I want from them. And then going in person, that going in person, uh, when when one person goes, you represent a hundred other people who don't go and say mm-hmm. to them what, you know, and every time you write a letter, you're representing others, you know, and uh, we have to do that. It was, it was, uh, it was because of that a number of times in the addiction treatment world that uh, some, some laws and some funding and some other things occurred. It was because of people opening their mouths, because one of the things you and I experienced when we were in Washington, D.C. is, you know, we walked in 
and we were right behind another group that was there doing the same thing, advocating for whatever their issue mm-hmm. was. And we, we had our 15 or 20 minutes. And as we were walking out, another group was going in. Mm-hmm. So people do it all day long. And what what's in a person's ear, you know, that's what they see as kind of the man on the street feels this way. Right. And right. we have, we really have to, about everything that's important to us. We aren't, I, I have to remind myself in order to stay sane in the midst of, of, of a lot of chaotic feelings I have. And a, a lot of, I have no control feelings. I have to remember there are some things that I do have control of, and there are some things I can do. I can take action in some ways. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are times I go, well, it doesn't make a difference, really. It doesn't make a difference. But if enough of us take that action, it will make a difference. You mm-hmm. know, it really will. And so if you have an issue you need to talk about to some of the people who represent us, go online. In Texas, you can go to um, just, just look up who represents me. And in Texas, you can go to the capital.texas.gov. Federally, you can go to... Um, usa.gov and they have information on there about how to contact your elected officials all the way from the president down to like your local mayor you Mm. can look up anyone who represents you you can even go to your town you know your your city your town uh, and look up the officials there we we have the ability to um, make some difference and i know for me it makes me feel better just knowing that I told somebody, mm-hmm. you know, how I feel. And it's so easy. I mean, you, most of these places, most of these offices, you can email. You don't even have to pick up the phone if you don't want to. You can, you know, do it through email, through a letter. And if you're not registered to vote, just search voter registration for your state. For Texas, it's vote Texas. Gov, um, to find out if you're eligible uh, to register, um, to find out if you can vote by mail, talks about voting in person, voting for disabilities. So there's lots of different ways that you can vote, um, lots of different places that you can vote. You can volunteer to work at, you know, places to help with. So if you want to get involved, there's lots of ways to get involved. But I think the most important thing is, is that we all need to re- realize if you have the right to vote. <laughs> vote because it's important and that's really that's is. one of the things that I've really taken away from this is that there were a whole lot of little decisions that led up to a really big life-altering decision that was made for everyone I like I don't use drugs but I have a lot of opinions about our laws about drugs mm-hmm. so you don't have to be directly impacted by an issue to have an opinion about that issue my personal opinion is you search your soul and kind of find out what it is you believe about the big things in life and advocate for those big things. Find out what some of the laws are around you and, you know, advocate for those big things. If you, you know, there's a reason for the way things are. There's a reason for every rule we have. And it usually comes down to somebody sitting in an office somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. a political office somewhere. All right, all right. And we talked about um, how to kind of keep your own peace in the midst of chaos. And one thing for me is I I try to, I I think it's important that I keep my faith in human beings, you know, Mm -hmm. that I try not to think we've just kind of gone off the rails. And I try to remember to love other people and have empathy for other people, even when I disagree with them. I mean, I want to hang on to my compassion, my empathy, my ability to forgive so I can hang on to my peace. 
And I try to focus on the people that are in my circle whenever I get too caught up in the chaos of the world news or what's going on kind of outside of me, because the people in my circle really are the ones that on a day-to-day basis make the most difference for me. Mm -hmm. And um, I go outside, you know, I escape by just going outside sometimes. Uh, We've talked before about that, you know, the things we've talked about therapy. That was just the meditation and breathing exercise, Mm -hmm. some kind of movement of some kind. And then I also practice thought stopping. I have to remember, I have the ability to choose how I feel. And I know that's hard to remember and to even believe in times that are real difficult, but I do have the ability to choose how I feel and what I think about. If I am thinking and rehashing and going over and over and over in my mind about things that are, that hurt, I I can stop that. I can stop thinking it and stop rethinking it. And if you stop it and replace it with uh, more positive thoughts, it's interesting the way the brain works. You actually will uh, that that more positive thought will kind of become your brain's default. You can kind of reprogram it. And yeah. those are things I have to remember just that I am resilient and I have the ability to bounce back. I have the ability not to let things, no matter how difficult they are, uh, dictate my emotions or my behavior every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. It's it's very difficult to do, but I, I definitely think it's a practice and something that can be done. I agree. I did find, um, since I said resiliency, I wanted to at least say, kind of define what that means. And, and that's just, uh, resiliency is just the ability to recover quickly from difficult things, you know? Um, objects are resilient if after, after they're, um, moved, they can spring back into shape, you know, like a rubber band, it's resilient because even when you pull it, it goes back to its original shape. And uh, that's what resiliency is. And I found a great resource, uh, the uh, Greater Good Science Center at UC Berkeley has a fantastic amount of information on building resilience and I think it's something we all could use uh, just a little more of is just being more resilient and just more. Well, I think we also could all use a little uh, dose of being more compassionate and empathetic, but it's probably another episode. But, oh. So life is chaotic and, and there's a lot going on in our world today. Um, we'll do an episode in the future on building resiliency. But today, I think maybe we just need to remember to take care of ourselves maybe have a little compassion and empathy for people that we don't understand and to try to love one another. My therapist always ends our sessions with, don't forget to be kind to yourself. Try to remember in those moments where I'm cycling through the thinking or stuck in you know, that spiral is that I need to be kind to myself. Also need to be kind to others. I have mm-hmm. a plaque in my office that says, be a good human. Mm-hmm. Try to live by that. I truly, truly, if I were to tell anybody that was kind of living in a real hard nose, black and white, my way is the right way kind of thinking. I, I, my message always is, you know, like put yourself in another person's shoes for a minute. You know, we always say I would never do X, Y, Z, but you really don't know what you would do if you didn't have what you had, you know? I mean, it, it, it's something to say, like, I would never stand on a street corner and beg someone for money. But that's because you're, you know, you're saying that in the comfort of your home while you're eating a, you know, a hot meal. And, you know, we just never know what we would do. And so if we could just kind of um, 
step back a minute from things and just maybe view things from another person's perspective once in a while. It mm -hmm. might help. Agreed. Please be sure to register to vote. Get out there. Vote. It's important. Advocate. And as always, don't forget that knowledge leads to a life lived better. Thank you for listening to Life Lived Better with Paula and Joseph. 